Girlfriend, here is your show. Girlfriended, your chance to connect with other women, especially the woman that is most overlooked, yourself. Girlfriended is all about helping you become self-aware, not self-involved. The aim is to provide information that relates to life, which leads to real connections and results in a desire to connect or care for those in need. And now the women want to help you in more ways than you can count every day. From the website, GirlfriendIt.com, and the movement, GirlfriendIt, here are Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan on Toginet.com. Okay, Lee, so I have completely lost my voice here, and I tell you, it's crazy when when you just feel like people can't hear what you have to say, and I have so many fabulous words to say. I know you, you do. You always do. Exactly, and so it's it's funny when God comes along and says, just stop talking and <laughs> listen, right? So. Right? Today we it's have. It's painful, though. It's painful. It is. It's so painful, and I have to tell you, I'm so excited about today because I have celebrated many, many, many birthdays with you, and today, the very day, is your birthday that I get to celebrate another one, and it's such an honor to. Aww. You know, they say that the five people around you, you are the, the sum of those five people, and it's an honor to say that you sum me up baby oh so, i love that i sum you up that's a scary thought i i i, I must apologize then right now <laughs> <laughs> well you do and today i'm so excited because not only are we celebrating your birthday but we have another lisa on the show with us and she has some amazing things that we're going to be unpacking today and and tons of insight and you know, one of the things she's she's just written a book and it's um, talking about, uh, you know, how we go around in life and we walk around thinking, you know, will they like me? Will they choose me? Will they approve of me? Will they select me? You know, it goes back mm -hmm. to first grade standing there when you're playing dodgeball and you're not picked. Mm -hmm. It's like we, we still, no matter what age we are, that we're we're going through those emotions. You know, will I meet their expectations? So, well, before we get too far into the show, um, talking about this this crazy subject of are they going to choose me, um, we are listening to Girlfriend at Radio, and it's your birthday. So I know. I know. Well, you know what? I am so sad you don't have your voice because I, I wanted to hear all the wonderful things that you had to say today, but um, I'm going to have to limit you, I think, because I want you to last through the whole show. And then we have lunch to do together today. So I don't want lunch to be a monologue. So I have to kind of, I have to kind of ration out your voice a little bit, but thank you for those kind words. And I love doing life with you. And um, you know, birthdays are always kind of weird. I, especially as you get older, it's like, I'm celebrating, but do I really want to celebrate, you know? So um, today we're going to be talking about a subject, like you kind of said, um, that is so relevant to all of us. And I think if we're, if we each are really honest with ourselves, we'll go, yes, this is an area that I, I struggle with at times. And, and, and I think the question, actually two questions is what is my purpose and am I enough? And I think those are two things that we always are because life is always in transition. And so I think in a new stage in life, it's like, okay, what is my purpose now? And 
Am I enough for this purpose? And so I think we have those conversations in our head. Okay, but before we get too much further in our head, um, we want to remind everyone that you are listening to Girlfriend at Radio with Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan, where we rally you to do the remarkable through resources and relationships. And we're going to have more information about today's show and other tips and tricks on our website at girlfriendit.com. Wow. And, and you oh. can follow us on Facebook and Twitter, too, if you want, <laughs> which we'd love. Um, so anyway, you know what? I, I just have to say, share one story. Um, oh, share that, your story. Okay, I'm going to share this story. Um, and this goes back a few years ago because this kind of is like that whole thing, am I enough? And are they going to pick me? Or are they going to choose me? And we both have like totally different lenses. You always think everybody's going to, of course, everybody would pick us. Why wouldn't they? And I have this perception like, um, I don't know if they'll pick us. I don't know if they're going to like us. And so I remember... Years ago, we were in, I think, Missouri, and we were speaking at a woman's retreat or conference. And we were no, you know, we were we were so new as this group, and we we kind of walk in, and it's before we had spoken, and so nobody really knew who we were, that we were the speakers, because we hadn't, you know, it was we were just kind of there with the group. And I remember we walked in, and we sat, uh, we went into for a meal, the first meal, and we sat at this table, and you and me go in, we're one of the first ones, we're sitting at this table, and then I remember you and me were just gabbing, having a great time, and I started noticing that nobody was sitting at our table, and (laughs) nobody was coming around us, and you know, as as a speaker, you want people to like you, because you want them to resonate with your words, and so I'm I'm in that mode, like, will they like us, what are we going to do, and I'm watching everybody go sit around tables together, nobody was sitting with us, and so I think I finally looked at you and I said, I don't think they like us. I mean, you know, talk about junior high. I don't think they like us. And, and I'll never forget, you looked at me and you go, why wouldn't they? Well, they don't, they don't know us. They, they don't know us. Why wouldn't they like us? And I said, well, they, I don't, because nobody's sitting with us. We're all by ourselves. You know, you feel like those, like we have the L on us, you know, loser <laughs> on our heads. And then you looked around and you got that look on your face and you're like, Oh, you're right. N- nobody is sitting with us. <laughs> I didn't believe you, though. I was like, how could you not like us? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> well, we are the only two alone at a table. So anyway, but it got better once they knew it. They actually, we actually had more. We had people at our tables for the other meals. But it was one of those. It was just a funny moment because I'm really struggling with they don't like us. Right. They don't pick like me, us. Pick me. Pick me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, with all that said, so everybody, we just exposed our insecurities. Um, We are going to introduce Lisa Lloyd, and she is this charismatic speaker and writer, and she just has dedicated um, her time in helping women break free of the lies that we just talked about, how we convince ourselves that um, they're not going to like us. They're not going to want to be around us. We don't have a purpose. When in fact, God has created us um, to really, truly make a big deal about him. And that is our why. And that is our purpose. And she's the author of Chasing Famous, Living the Life You've Always Auditioned For. And with that, Lisa, how are you? And welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Yes, we're so excited. Now, Lisa, you um, graduated from Southern Methodist University with a BFA in theater. 
And so here you are, like, on the show, you know, on stage. You've been in musicals, Guys and Dolls. You've been in Prison Break, which I absolutely love that show. Uh, <laughs> the Young and the Restless, The Bold and the Beautiful, and, um, you know, billboards in the Dallas area. So tell us, now you're off writing books. So tell us what brought you to this point in your life. Oh, my goodness. Well, I'm still acting, so that's super fun. I still get to do a lot of that. And the writing of the book came when, you know, I, the idea of the book is that we are created to make God crazy famous. And I was driving to an audition one day here in Dallas, and I just, I was really nervous, and, but in the middle of, like, my anxiety, you know, the Lord just whispered to me, and he said, Lisa, I want you to go and be more concerned about making me famous at this audition than yourself. And mm. that really changed my approach to the audition, you know, because it used to be where I would go, and I, I want to be enough. I want to be chosen. I want to be selected. I want to be pretty enough or quirky enough or whatever it is that that casting director wants. I want to be that for them. So they will pick me and select me. And... The idea of going and making God famous meant that I would, you know, say to the Lord, God, I want, I want you to use my talents and use the gifts that you've given me for your glory. Even though I'm not necessarily talking about, like, godly things, I'm talking about a deodorant commercial or whatever, you know, like, <laughs> I, I want you to glorify yourself through me, and this is an act of worship to you. And then the booking of the job was now not up to me, it was up to God. And then I just began to see just that, like, all over Scripture— you know, it's kind of like the white Jeep theory. You know, when you go to buy a white Jeep, you want to, and then now all you see are white Jeeps all over the road. It's like a, this idea of making God famous. I saw it everywhere. I saw it all over Scripture. And God was just kind of saying, Lisa, I want you to make me famous, you know, as, as a wife, as a, um, a, you know, as an employee. I used to be on staff at a church. You know, I want you to um, make, make me famous to your friends, to the barista at Starbucks. Like, I just want you to live a life that's about me and not about you and just I had all this I, I wrestled with the Lord on it because you know I'm that's that's hard to do like <laughs> I'm, I'm the most self-centered person I know you know so it's hard to it's hard to live that way and God was God just gave me a lot of material <laughs> really and uh, that's kind of how the book book came about I had so much that I was like you know I could turn this into a book and I really want want to do that and and here we are <laughs> that is such a good reminder though like you said to like no matter where we are like if we're at Starbucks with the barista or whatever it's just it's keeping God foremost in your mind it's like it really is not about me it's really about God using me and directing me and when, no matter where I am and no matter who I who is right in front of me that awareness and did that awareness like once you know you felt like God was really saying that to you that that just changed things totally even in relationships it does. I think what it does, to, it, it interrupts my life a lot of times, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. because if I'm going to, if I'm going to make God famous, then I also have to be sensitive to when he's going to ask me to stop doing what I'm doing and do something that he wants me to do to, to redirect me, you know, even in a day to day thing, you know, being kind of sensitive to the Holy Spirit, like I'm going on this path for me or I'm doing this thing for me, but oh wait, now I see this, you know, where's God at work? And then just in, engaging with him there and, and, and being a part of whatever it is that he's doing, which means that I do have to, to not be, I to be in a heart space, a head space of saying, God, use me today for your glory. Use me to make you famous. And if that means that my schedule and my life gets interrupted and it's not, or it's not comfortable or whatever, 
I'm willing to do it because I, 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 I care more about you than I care about me and my comfort, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's, that's, it's, it's just so, that's just such a great reminder to just keep that in mind. And I love how you say, when you make God famous, it interrupts your life and it truly does. And you have to be willing. And I think you have to know ahead of time, I'm okay with God interrupting my life. You don't wait till it happens. You kind of make that decision right there. Well, we're going to take a quick break because we want to talk more about this topic and love your energy and love your passion. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Girlfriend at Radio with Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan. We'll be right back. This is Girlfriended on Toginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended Radio right after these. My husband and I were in youth ministry and knew nothing about church planning. But as we felt God leading us to start a new church, we were connected with Stadia. They gave us coaching and personal care, giving us the confidence that we needed. They even have a ministry called Bloom that's designed to support me as a lead planner spouse. We now lead a church in Cleveland, Ohio that's transforming lives, and we couldn't have done it without Stadia. Stadia plants churches that intentionally care for children. We won't stop until every child has a church. For more information, go to stadia.cc. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Do you wake up not feeling great? Do you struggle with low energy during the day? Are you unhappy with your weight or your appearance? If you can say yes to any of these, then you need to know that you can change that. Now is the time to live your most excellent life. Not tomorrow, not next year, but now. You have the power to change how you feel and to increase your energy. You have the power to change your weight and your appearance. All it takes is exercise and healthy eating. How simple is that? By exercising daily, doing something you love, like walking outside or bike riding, you can assure that you are on the road to living your most excellent life. Continue in healthy eating and daily activity and choose to enjoy your life to the fullest. Wake up in the morning and feel great. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio. A chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Well, we are chatting with the author of Chasing Famous, Living the Life You've Always Auditioned For. And Lisa Lloyd, she reminds women of of who we are in Christ. And no matter what the world tells us, God wants to use our past mistakes, our current talents, and our future choices, all to make a huge deal about him. And Lisa, it's funny because you said it's like the white Jeep scenario. And I've never heard of the white Jeep scenario. And... uh, (laughs) But that that is so so true. All of a sudden, you want this specific car, and then you you see it all over the road. Um, 
And so, so tell me where um, exactly, as you were writing this, that God just kept flooding you with how we're supposed to make a big deal about him and how you, you go around. Just give, give us more of your, your story and your background. And I especially love that you are in acting. I just feel like we need more of you know, people on stage making a big deal about God. Yeah, I think I, I, I agree. I agree. And, you know, it's, it's, what's really cool, what I love about how God's, the platform, that sounds just like such a big deal, but like, you know, <laughs> kind of the platform he's given me as far as, you know, being, being on stage or doing commercials is that I don't really do a lot of like Christian work. I don't do, I do a lot of secular work, um, mm-hmm. you know, within limits, within, you know, I, I do lots of commercials right now and industrials that are pretty tame. And it's cool because I get to go on into this room or into this studio or into this place, which really I think we could all put ourselves into that position. We, we have opportunities to go into a place that needs God to put, um, you know, to fill their God void with anything. They, they're trying to fill their God void with anything but God, and, and God gets to use us in those places for that. And it's really cool. And so that's what I get to do. And you know, but as far as like my my story, I I was I grew up as a little I grew up as a little girl. Yep, I did. Um, <laughs> I, I grew up. Me, as a, me too. Did we all? I did too. Yeah, <laughs> we share that in common, don't we? Awesome. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, I grew up um, as a Christian is what I was trying to say, and became a Christian <laughs> when I was a little girl at like six, and then as I got into middle school and high school, I began to replace the voice of God, like that, you know, that little conviction of the Holy Spirit that, you know, we experience as maybe Christian, Christian children, um, I began to replace that with the voice of my peers, and especially young boys, and by the time I was 15, I had given up my virginity, and then when I was 18, I, I was pregnant, and as a Christian, I was scared to death to to talk to the church or my mom or my friends about it because I was leave I was living like a double life. You know, I was acting like a Christian on one side of the fence, so to speak, and then the other side of the fence I was I was doing the opposite. So I was scared of being a hypocrite. I, w- I was just scared, scared of getting in trouble and what people would think. So the only solution for me was to terminate, and that's that's what I did. And yet a couple months later, a friend of mine who loved the Lord and loved me sat down with me and she said, Lisa, God is crazy about you. And she reminded me of the truth of what I knew about God, but I wasn't living and embracing. And she said, and God wants to use you for his glory, Lisa, but she, he can't if you're continuing to walk down this path. And it was like in that moment, the scales fell off my eyes. And I said to the Lord, I am so sorry, God, I see my sin. I see this now. Can we just start over? Can we just start again? And God just enveloped my spirit. Just, I mean, I just remember feeling just so loved, which is what he, it's not like he stopped loving me. He had always loved me. I just had kind of been pushing him away. And he was just waiting, waiting for me to come running towards him because um, he'd, he'd been there the whole time. And so I, 180 degrees, I turned around and that I was, I, I, I've never been the same. And he since said to me, now, Lisa, I want you to use your story and use Use what you use what I've done in your life to bring me fame and to bring me glory. And so I think that's what God wants to do with all of us. He wants to use our stories. He wants to use our 
our pain, our mistakes, um, for for his purposes. But I think the the trick to that is that we have to we have to talk about it. You know, we don't we don't God doesn't get a lot of glory if we don't talk about what he's done in our lives. And that takes to talk about it takes bravery, it takes courage because it's scary. Because what will people think? You know, what will people say? I have just found that when I share my story, people don't say anything about me. They just totally stand in awe of God, which is the point. And it's a really beautiful thing. Absolutely. Just to be able to stand in awe of God. You you said a couple things there, Lisa, that um, it, it's interesting because I feel like in our in our Christian realm, Lisa and I both, um, we, we grew up when we were little girls um, as well. <laughs> but we were... We were Christians at a very young age and sounds like, you know, similar story growing up in a Christian home. And I think when you grow up in a Christian home, it's exactly what you just said. And I'm trying to, I I work a lot with teenagers, trying to unpack that for them, that we put God in a box. And you made the comment about going into the secular world. And Mm -hmm. instead of God, like you said, God is everywhere, but we have a tendency to go, okay, I'm not going into ministry or the Christian realm. I'm going into the secular world. And what if we didn't even look at it that way? What if we just saw it as God is in every single thing? And, uh, you know, growing up the way we did, it was like, oh, I'm listening to Christian music. And then if I listen to Alice Cooper, I'm listening to really secular music that isn't going to fill my soul rather than going, you know what? God can use everything. God can use whatever music, whatever. I mean, I've watched, you know, once again, using the quote secular movies where I've had that spiritual pathway where I felt like God just went, okay, do you get it? It, it's not always, you know, where where we put God in a box. And I think when we do that, it's exactly like you said. All of a sudden, you were living this double life. And it, it's, it's crazy because once we go down that quote-unquote secular path, then we do feel like we're severing ourselves mm. from God. And like you said, he's always there with us. We're the ones that feel like we're not worthy enough to get back into that Christian box that we've, you know, put a head down. So I love that, how you just shared that. And, you know, I I have a 15-year-old right now. So when you said that, that that's when it took place, it's really hard to want to put them in that Christian box and not let them out rather than going, no. Yeah. Yeah. I I think we Oh, go ahead. Sorry. (laughs) That was it. I I was done. Well, I just, I think, I think you're so right. Like that's, you know, I just spoke to a group of moms the other day and, you know, my kids are nine and six and, and she sat down with me. We talked, you know, we had kind of conversation afterwards, just kind of some response questions. And I was there talking with these ladies and one of them has a 15 year old, just like you. And she's kind of telling me these stories about middle school and high school. It's, it's a lot more just with media and, and phones um, it's just, it's a lot scarier than it was at least when I was growing up as a little girl. <laughs> um, but, but I think, I think one of the, the, one of the coolest things that we can do as parents, um, you know, is to embrace, like to help our kids make God famous, help our kids become kids who, and adults one day who are bent on making God famous. Like 
one of the easiest ways to do that is to embrace the teachable moments that God gives us. You know, that, that when we see God at work in our kids' lives, or we see God at work in our own lives, that we are vocally calling that out to our kids. We are, we are acknowledging God. We are helping our kids see where God is constantly, constantly at work. And I, I, I think that that, that's, that becomes a rhythmic, if, if we are rhythmic with that, if we are just saying, hey, God, can you just show me where you're working today? And, and we see it, and then we call it out. It becomes rhythmic because, you know, our world is rhythmic um, with the messages that are, that are put out. And not to say that the world – I'm not saying that the world is bad because um, really, to your point earlier, just about Christian and secular, you know, I think when we divide ourselves and we, become, we, we say, I'm doing Christian things or I'm going to do secular things, we, we become – it's easy to put ourselves maybe above, as Christians, the secular you know, world um, or see ourselves as different when really and truly – we are all the same. We are people are people and we are all sinners and we all fall short of the glory of God. We are we are all, you know, we, we're all messed up, so to speak. We all need Jesus. And so I think it is important that I I loved your point there. I think we we've, we've got to not do that and div, and divide ourselves. We need to 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 remember remember who who Jesus is and that we all need him. Um but I think to help our kids just See, see what's going on in in um, the world that they are going to be tempted to to uh, become a part of as far as like the things that will destroy them you know premarital sex or whatever it is that has the potential to destroy them we have to talk about our own stories to them talk about how we have screwed up um, I will one day share that with my nine and six year old they're not ready for that yet but one day they're going to know um, because I want them to learn from my mistakes and not their own. And I think when we are vulnerable with our kids and we talk with our kids about what has gone on in our lives, that we become safe. We become somebody that they can run to, that they can say, mommy, mommy gets me, or she, she may not get this. She may not have talked to me about this situation that I'm facing, but she's been so vulnerable that she's going to be safe for me to go talk to. And that's what I want my kids to do, run to me, not to their peers when they, when they face a crisis. Right. Well, and they, they sense that you understand you're not going to be sitting in judgment over them, ready yeah. to discipline them. And, and I think it just makes it more like, okay, you, you get it. You're with me in this. You're not trying to yeah. punish me. It's the first chance you get. And that right. makes a huge difference. You're, you're just much more relatable. Um, and I think you're yeah. right. I think, you know, sharing with our kids at, you know, the age appropriate when they can handle, when they can see that as they're going into that and letting them go, okay, let's, let's do this together. Let's figure that out. And, and I just know when my kids are, are grown now, but just um, being with them in that and, and letting them make their own mistakes, but knowing that you're right there with them as they, as they do. And hopefully, yes. um, you know, they're not left out to drive. My husband, I always said, we wanted them to make their mistakes while they're under our roof instead of yeah. waiting till they go out and they're on their own, right. you know, because we are yeah. all, all, we are all, we are all sinners. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, I think that our kids, you know, until they be, have a relation, no matter what their age is, until they decide that they're going to have a relationship with the, their own relationship with God, where God is their authority and God, they answer to God, they kind of see parents, their parents as that okay. authority. Okay. So we're going to have to, we're going to have to take a break. Hold that thought. Okay. We're going to be right back with Girlfriend at Radio.
This is Girlfriended on Togginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended Radio right after these. We were thriving in a youth ministry when God clearly called us out of our Bible Belt comfort zone to plant a church in California. Stadia's 90 plus percent success rate gave us all the confidence we needed. They also cared for us through amazing support networks to encourage us like Bloom, a one of a kind ministry for planters' wives. It's here I find deep friendships with like minded gals who want to change lives. Stadia plants churches that intentionally care for children. We won't stop until every child has a church. For more information, go to stadia.cc. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Biceps muscles are a characteristic part of the upper arm, and when they are strengthened, they become defined, hard, and strong. The Latin phrase for biceps muscle means two-headed muscle of the arm. The biceps crosses both the shoulder and elbow joints. Both heads arise on the scapula and join to form a single muscle belly, which is attached to the upper forearm. Because we use biceps muscles a lot in everyday use, they are usually one of the strongest muscles of your arm. Lifting weights and resistance exercises are the best ways to build the muscle, and there are a variety of biceps curls to choose from. You can do dumbbell curls, hammer curls, 21s, preacher curls, concentration curls, barbell curls, incline dumbbell curls, cable curls, and more. Be sure to include bicep curls in some form in your weightlifting routine for chiseled arms. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio. A chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on Toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Well, we are chatting with author of Chasing Famous, Living the Life You've Always Auditioned for, uh, Lisa Lloyd. And Lisa is the keynote at women's conferences and moms groups across the country, being uniquely vulnerable in her communication her vision casting through stories and bringing her listeners continuously back to the truths of scripture. And Lisa, we went into a commercial break, um, break as we were talking about um, embracing those teachable moments, um, having your kids be able to, to come to you as a parent. And I have to ask you, because right now, um, you probably, your kids are a little bit younger for the Netflix show of um, 13 Reasons Why. But as you're talking about everything that they have, you know, social media and what they have access to, how do you, when they are literally flooded mm. with all kinds of just sex and rape and, mm. you know, things I'm not even seeing until midlife and they're seeing, you know, as soon as from tween ages, you know, right in through high school, uh, do you... Do you get to the point where we just have to allow it? Because I know, you know, a lot of times when we were growing up, we weren't allowed to watch rated R movies. And right. now it's hard to say no, because it's so, I mean, they're watching it during lunch hours. You know, all oh the kids gosh, are right. having their, you know, their smartphones. They just upload these shows and they're watching it. Um, do you just find yourself where you're having to talk through it continuously. I mean, 
What would be a tip there in helping our listeners as parents in going through these these teenagers with this conversation? Yeah, that is such a, isn't that scary? That's like kind of, it's so, so much something that we don't have control over, you know, because they're at school. And that's just a scary place for a mom and and a dad, I think. And, and so I think that um, we have to help our children see, um, especially when I'm thinking about like sex, you know, and pornography and those kinds of things to remind our kids, again, a, a teachable moment to remind our kids of the value of, of, the, of how God has made us and how he wants um, boys to look at women and how women are valued and they are esteemed and they are worth um, so much. And so much of what happens in the media and on these smartphones devalues women. And so to, to cast the vision to our kids of what, what, our, um, what women and men are to how, how they are to be um, love how they are to love on each other and in what context and what that's supposed to look like you know and I think too asking you know helping our kids you know it, telling our kids what has happened when we have seen the pornography or whatever and that, how that gets stamped you can't unsee it you know that gets stamped into your head and and the damage that that can do and encouraging our children to have the self control. Um, to turn away from that, you know, to, to not look at that. Um, you know, I think having boundaries with, with the phones, um, you know, whatever that looks like for that, for that mom, you know, having the, what is that going to look like? How am I going to help my kids have, have boundaries? What kind of settings am I going to put on there? I have told my kids forever that mom, your mom and dad will always be the parents that are going to say no to the things that everybody else is saying yes to. And we do that because rules are not there for our punishment, rules are there for our safety, and so how, how do I? That, so we, we just have we're having to say no to a lot of things. Um, so I think that I think that we can we can do that, and I think we have to pray. You know, we have to pray for our children to care deeply um, that they own these things, that they want this. Because again, I can't I can't go to middle school with them and sit down next to them at the lunch table and you know, grab the phone from their friend or whatever. Um, I have to pray that my kid will have the self-control. So um, I, I, that is a, it's a hard, it's a hard battle and our, and we just have to, we have to pray and, and, and constantly be in communication with our kids, I think. Yes. Well, and, sure. and, you know, it, it's interesting because um, all of this, I mean, I might luckily, <laughs> I feel blessed in some ways my kids are, weren't in that social media era they're you know late 20s and stuff and it's but it's it's a whole new game now but what you're seeing too which unfortunately is a lot of moms and our parents not engaging and um like you said setting some boundaries and setting some rules to help them and Mm -hmm. and just allowing certain things because i think they don't know what to do with it and so a lot of parents are allowing it and 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 not don't really care and or don't know what because I think they don't know what to do they do nothing but a lot of things right. this goes back to your book too and the whole concept of am I enough I think a lot of women are struggling with their own identities and they're they're watching they're kind of living vicariously through their children and through their daughters in some ways um, so you see some a lot of unhealthiness happening because I think women aren't secure in who they are and seeing themselves as created in the image of God. You know, they've been 
They've been told other things and other lies. So I think this message is so relevant because a lot of times if, you can, if we can help encourage um, women and moms, they can change a lot of what children, their sons and their daughters. And, right. you know, we have to teach our sons as well as teaching our daughters some right. things of mutual respect and how we see each other. So I think it's really right. great what you're, what you're talking about because we need to be talking about these things. Mm-hmm. I, I think we often, when we believe believe lies or we don't have a, the good self-esteem or we allow our kids to, to just kind of pick up a phone, it, I think it's, a lot of it is because we are, un, we are uneducated, right? Mm-hmm. I, th- I think if moms could become educated on what the kids are seeing, if, if the moms can be just as informed as the child, um, by, you know, by, by doing the research, by looking up blogs, by, you know, Googling, um, you know, what, what is current, what is popular culture, what, what are kids seeing on their smartphones, just Googling that and becoming educated. Then we go, oh, now I know how to help my child instead of kind of blindly just like handing them a phone like, gosh, I hope this works out. You know, like we have to be mm-hmm. extremely intentional. And I think when, when it comes to us, our, our self-esteem and our self-worth, and like you said, living through our, our daughters, I think we are often uneducated about what God has to say about us. And that's because we, you know, we have been, there are women out there that have been abused, that have been told lies, that have lived lies, that have made poor mistakes, and they're living in shame. And we believe the lie of the enemy that tells us we are not worthy, we are not beautiful, we are not this, we aren't, and God says exact opposite repeatedly over and over again in scripture and so then just to become educated on what god has to say even googling like what does god say about women you know if we don't know Mm -hmm. where to look in scripture spending Mm -hmm. time with women that are like-minded that 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 love that that maybe do have a great self-esteem and spending time with them and learning what they have to say what they think about themselves helps us understand truth quite a bit more well, and I think you're absolutely right. It's, and it's going back to what, who does God say that I am? Because we're all searching for someone to define us, you know, whether it's, you know, because we, we, we all want to be loved so much and accepted and be known. And so we, we look in so many different places, unhealthy places to get that affirmation, to get that our worth told to us instead of really going back to our creator and going, what does God say? And, right. and letting what God says be enough. And that's, that's, right. that's hard because we, then we have the realities of life with people in our life and this, in the media, just bombarding us with messages, like you said, and it's so easy to get caught up in that and to believe those lies and what they say. Yes. So yes. how do you, how do you address even like social media with, with women? Because it comes, social media can, can become very competitive and, and you're constantly comparing ourselves through social media. And it's, it's so hard. I mean, I'm guilty of that. You can't, you know, you read something, you're like, wow, I didn't do that. I am not, I don't have that many, what, you know, likes or followers. And we tend to start comparing really easily before we even realize that, that we're doing that. Yes. You know, I have a, there's a gal that I, I follow on Facebook and she is this model and she's 5'10", I'm 5'3". And she's, you know, she's always got these acting jobs and she's got these modeling jobs in New York and she's on Hoda and Kathy all the time doing modeling. And she goes back and forth from Dallas, New York City and has this like glamorous life. And I'm like, man, if only I was 5'10", or if only I had her life, you know, how freeing her life is, you know. And, and sometimes I compare myself and I, 
I, I'm so, I'm, I become distracted by who I'm not, right? And I'm like, gosh, if only, if only, then I would be happy, you know, or then I'd be happier. Um, and, and then what happens for me is then I miss out on all that God has for me now because God doesn't make mistakes. He purposefully did not make me 5'10". For whatever reason, he made me how he made me, he created me how he created me, gave me the gifts, gave me the talents, gave me the kids, gave me the husband, whatever it may be, um, made me single, um, whatever, I'm single, when, you know, whatever it is, and, and that, that's on purpose, that, that God wants me to get busy doing the thing that he's created me and called me to do today, instead of wishing I was somebody else, you know, and, and what happens is I become very inward focused, right? Oh, and I'm, woe is me, you know, gosh, my life stinks, you know, instead of being outward focused, like God, help me to use this body, however you've created it and made it, this mind, this heart, use it for your glory. And that's, that, that, that I think, you know, I think Adam and Eve did the same thing. They were so, they weren't grateful for what God had given them and they were, wanting to have something else. And so when the enemy came and, and, and tempted them, as he does with us, they said, yeah, you're right. I am not like God, and I want to be like God. And so then they, they, they missed out on all that God had for them, you know. So, mm-hmm. so I, we've got we've to you know, remember that God created me to be me, not somebody else. And, and so, yeah. And that's really hard to do because we always, want, we always want more, for one thing. It's like it's hard to be satisfied like you said, it's like, but I now see that so-and-so has this and I would love to have that too. And then all of a sudden we become dissatisfied with what we have. And I think it goes back to how do we just practice gratitude and, right. and just being grateful for what God has given us and start taking kind of inventory of the amazing things that are in our, our life. And that's what I have to default to is like when you start going down that path, which is such a destructive path is going but there's some amazing things and I am so blessed. And then just start listing out those things that you're mm. so grateful for. And it starts putting life in perspective in a different way. And you just start seeing like, wow, this is, I really do have a great life, you know, and instead of mm. having to over the fence at somebody else. Well, we're going to have to take a quick break. We're going to be right back with more discussion with Lisa Lloyd. We'll be right back. This is Girlfriended on Togginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended Radio right after these. My husband and I have always wanted to plant a new church. After 10 years, God finally affirmed that in us. We thought we were on our own. We never imagined that there was an organization that could partner with us. That's when we got connected with Stadia. They have incredible systems in place to support our family, including a network designed specifically for me, the spouse of a church planner. We could have never done it without Stadia. Stadia plants churches that intentionally care for children. We won't stop until every child has a church. For more information, go to stadia.cc. 
It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. The largest joints in your body are your hips and knees, and they are often plagued with pain and can keep us from exercising. Millions of Americans have pain in these joints, and their pain can be short-term and injury-related, which is acute pain, or off-again, on-again pain, which is recurrent, or pain that lasts for three months or more, which is chronic. According to Harvard Medical School, the solution might be a set of exercises, pain relief medication, minor surgery, replacement, or some combination of these. The bottom line is, if you experience pain in any joint, get it checked out by a doctor. Don't let pain and immobility keep you from exercising. Find out what the problem is, treat it, and get right back into the exercise groove. All the benefits of daily exercise lie ahead of you. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio, a chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Well, welcome back to our show. We have been chatting with author Lisa Lloyd. And um, Lisa, you just have one of those personalities that I want to sit down and um, go have Mexican food with you. As a matter of fact... (laughs) We're celebrating the other Lisa's birthday today, so I wish you lived a little closer so we could all sit and have some chips and salsa. But I you, love you that. Just, <laughs> you just Happy have birthday, this, Lisa. Thank you. Thank you. This charismatic um, personality, and you're also a speaker um, as well as a writer, dedicated to helping women break free of the lies that convince us um, that we don't have a purpose. And this is you know, our last segment of the show, and I, I just have to ask you, as you go out there and you're playing all these characters and personalities, that has to be difficult for you uh, to find your identity and your purpose in Christ. What, what do you do to really focus on that? Basically, how do you stand true to, to who you are and to yourself? Mm-hmm. I think a lot of, um, I have to say no to lots of different lots of different um, opportunities that come my way. I remember I turned down a job um, not too long ago, and they, because the, the, the script actually changed, and they were going to do something in the script that went against what I, what I believe God wanted me to be portraying, and they offered me a lot more money to keep me on, and I told them, no, I can't, I can't do it, because I just, I knew that God, I just believed that God was going to bless that act of obedience. And I was very tempted. The money was tempting. Um, the opportunity was tempting. Um, but I knew that I would be, you know, people were going to be watching not just this character. They were going to be watching Lisa do this. And so I think God often asks for our obedience despite the sacrifice. And, you know, he did that with Abraham. You know, he said, I need you to obey me. Despite the sacrifice, I need you to take your son up, and you're going to sacrifice him. And Abraham was willing to do it. And um, and God, of course, did not make him go through with that, and he saved Isaac. Um, but God then blessed Isaac, or excuse me, God, Isaac too, but God blessed Abraham and said, because you have been willing to sacrifice your son, your only son, I'm going to, I'm going to take care of you, sir. I'm going to, your, your, your descendants are going to be like the sand on the seashore, you know? 
And we have to be willing to, I have to be willing to obey God despite the sacrifice and do what he's asked me to do and, and know that choosing God over choosing myself always is the best way. And you know, the Christian life isn't easy. God didn't say this is going to be easy. I think often I want, to, I want the easy way out, but it's hard. It stinks. It's, and often we don't always see the, the, the blessing, but, but we want to obey God because it, it glorifies God. It makes him famous. And, um, and so I have to try and remember that when I'm, when I'm wanting to choose myself over him. Mm. And I think that's a, I think that's a challenge, not just in the acting, but we do choose ourselves so many times over God, mm -hmm. just in, in other roles in life, you know? And so I think yeah. that's just such a great reminder to, to just, you know, constantly know who am I and whose am I and allowing that to dictate our, a lot of our decisions. And I think that that gives us freedom in, in many ways, you know, and to, to say, like you said, and going, I'm okay with this because I know it's, it's the right thing to do and it's what God's called me to do. Um, okay, so I have a question. So, um, you know, you're living in this um, environment, which, which Patty alluded to earlier. I think it's amazing when we have, um, you know, women like you and people like you that, that stand strong, that make God famous in an environment that is that's somewhat hostile to God in some ways. Um, and it's hard to live. It's one thing to know all these things that we talk about. It's like you said, it's another thing to live it and to be know when to say no and when to say yes. Um, and this kind of goes along with what you're saying, but what are you finding as you're, as you're living in this, 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 these roles and that, that world? Um, at just about, is it really as difficult or as once you kind of go, this is who I am and I, I don't, I'm not going to be somebody I'm not. Do people come to accept that? Because I think a lot of times we're like, gosh, if I really, you know, live for God, I'm going to be totally rejected all the time. You know, mm -hmm. I'll never be yeah. this. What have you found in that as you just stand for who you are? Because I think, you know, sometimes we can be so obnoxious about it that, you know, right. you go, yeah, I don't want to be a part of that either, you know. Right. <laughs> but how do right. you truly find that balance where people look at you and, and truly go, I want what you're having? Yeah, yeah. I, I think I, I do face rejection, um, and that is not should not be surprising to me. Like that is that is going to happen. I have faced rejection from Christians um, mm -hmm. for wanting to do the thing that I God is calling me to do. This to make this choice that is opposite of what you guys are wanting to do. I'm gonna I'm gonna do this, and I don't mean that in any judgment on you, but I'm gonna do this. And and at the same time, I'm trying not to be you know so you know, so crazy, you know, um, hard line on things. I want to be open, and I, I kind of want to be, I don't want to swing too far left or too far right. I want to, I don't mean that politically. I just kind of mean as a right, pendulum. Right. Um, but I want to stay center, and because like, that's where Jesus was. Jesus was center. Like, he, he, he went and he hung out with the sinners, right? He didn't stay with the super Christians. Like, he hung out with the sinners, and he, you know, and so I think, I, I, but but he was he was rejected by the Christians, so to speak, by the God followers. He was rejected by them, and we will face we will face that. We will face rejection. And even you know when I'm talking with um, people who are on set and they they don't have a relationship with God, um, they they will reject me. They think often they'll ask me, so what do you do? And and I tell them. And a lot of times the response is, 
you know, if I say, oh, I'm a speaker, I'm a Christian speaker, I'm a, I'm a writer, got a book coming out, they go, oh, that's so cute. <laughs> you know? They don't know and like, what to do with it, right? <laughs> yeah, they don't know. And so that's their response. Like, I feel awkward. And then, you know, and then they kind of quit talking about whatever it was that they were talking about because they think that I'm going to be judgmental or whatever because that's their, their view of Christianity. So I have to work over time to spend mm-hmm. time with them. You know, to not go sit over by myself, you know, but, to, but to engage with them and spend time with them and talk with them about what they're into. And, and then when they make a comment about homosexuality or they make a comment about whatever it is, that I don't make a downcast face or a political mm-hmm. statement that, 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 that I am listening to them and that their opinions are valid. I may not agree with everything they are talking about, but, but, but I become different. I become a Christian that is listening to them and available to them and safe to them. And um, and that's what I'm I'm trying I'm trying to do. But I do I do get rejected. But that's that is what we will be on this earth. Mm-hmm. It won't be an easy mm-hmm. life. Rejected by those that that you know call themselves believers too. And so my my identity and my my go to has got to be Jesus. It's got to be Him. Like I go back and I say, You have accepted me. You have called me. You love me. And you want me to to be all you've called me to be. And and that is. That is my go-to. That's my lean-in as opposed to people because people fail me. They're constantly going to fail me. God will never fail me. Mm, you're absolutely right. And you know what? Life is, I mean, that's just a fact. It's like we, we are going to have rejection. But like you said, sometimes the rejection comes a, a lot more in some ways by other believers. Yeah, um, and, we, and, you know, and, and that's, I mean, I've, I've discovered that. And I think when you just go, it's okay, who am I? I'm playing for an audience of one, right? you know, and the one. And then the other things, it's like, okay, rejection, everybody faces rejection. And we tend to think, okay, just because I'm my faith, but it, but it would be something else if it wasn't that, you know what I mean? And so right. it's just embracing rejection as part of the journey and not letting it so trip us up and devastate us. But, um, but just keep moving forward and confidence knowing that God is with us in, in the journey. He hasn't abandoned us. Well, in just a few minutes um, that we have left, we just love you to share with our listeners how um, they can get a hold of you, follow you, get a hold of this book, um, share, you know, some of these, this information, even get conversations going with each other. I think a lot of times we don't have conversations like that. And with other women and to really go, how do you feel about this? And, and then realizing we're not alone. That's why one of the reasons why Patty and I love doing this show is we have to have conversation, invite guests in. And so hopefully our listeners go, I am not alone in mm. what I'm thinking and I can identify. So um, thank you for just being authentic and vulnerable with us um, and, uh, and giving other women permission to go, wow, me too. So mm. again, how can women find you and, and connect with you? Yes. My, I have a website, lisaloyd.org, and then I'm also on social media. So I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Instagram, so they can like my page, Lisa Lloyd, on Facebook. They can like me on, find me on, follow me on Instagram and on Twitter. And then to get my book, to get Chasing Famous, that's available wherever books are sold. They can get it on Amazon. They can go to my website and get it. They can get it on Lifeway. All kind, every anywhere books are sold, they they can they can find Chasing Famous. Perfect. 
Well, we have just so enjoyed having you with us um, and being a part of this show and just sharing a lot of your life experience with us and, wow. and, the, and um, you know, even the pain, that's all a part of it. You know, our life is not just the highlight reels that we, um, that we need to share, but this is, this is what I'm learning and have learned and what I can pass on. We have a little less than two minutes. Is there something that you would just love to leave with our listeners just in sense of encouragement from your journey or, and just from your book, you know, just encouraging them to, to read this book with you, be with you in this journey? Sure, sure. Yeah, you know, I think that um, we, we do get, we can get tripped up, you know, with, um, with believing, believing lies. That is something that I just, I see the enemy just, Oh, he just loves to tell us lies because I think his greatest fear is that we would go out and make God famous. And we, we are set free to make God famous when we don't believe the lies. And so I think in my book I kind of I have three sections where I'm kind of combating him quite a bit. I try to, you know, where I talk mm-hmm. about how, you know, we, we can tell our stories and, and, and be set free from the shame when we open our mouths, even to one person even to share it with one safe friend to talk about mm-hmm. what, what we have done, the, the mistakes we've made, and how God has set us, set, you know, he's forgiven us. But sometimes we live forgiven but not free. And, that's, mm-hmm. and, and speaking it sets us free because now the enemy doesn't have the power over us anymore. Mm-hmm. And then we also make God famous through the using of our talents and our gifts, you know, that we can, we can use those for the glory of God and that we can wait well when we know that God's called us to do something, but maybe he's not let us go yet, and that's hard to do. And mm-hmm. then in the third section, I talk about how we can live our everyday lives for the eminence of God, just in the small, mundane, little things, the big things. How do we do that on a regular, rhythmic basis? So, and that is a great way to conclude our show. It's just be looking for God in this little ordinary way. Again, thank you to our guest, Lisa Lloyd, for joining our show. Have a great day. Thank you for being a part of this special program, Girlfriend It. The show dedicated to the most important woman you know, yourself. It's the show.